Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California, subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois. From the halls of assembly, you'll hear us scream and shout. Our love of Indiana is manic and devout. Everything I do, we discuss in unique manner. We won't be satisfied until we hang another banner. Us two goofy guys go by names of Ward and Eric. And as you probably know by now, we're Hoosier Hysterics. Hoosier Hysterics. Hoosier Hysterics. New theme song, baby. New theme song. Ward crushing it. I loved it, man. I loved it. Good. Everything I you, everything I you, we discuss in unique manner. We won't be satisfied until we hang another banner. And that banner could be for anything. We're it's not going to be satisfied till we hang football banners. I don't know if they hang banners, but we want football banners. We want women's basketball banners. We want soccer banners. We want swimming banners. We want IU men's basketball banners. We want water polo banners. I mean, I could name all 24 sports, but I, I don't think anybody wants to hear that. I love the new theme song. People have been clamoring for it, Ward. They've been they've been freaking out about it. I had been thinking about just not doing it, but <laughs> I've seen enough comments that I was like, ah, okay, people really do want it back. So if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So everything I you had the same number of syllables. That's what it was it all encompassing because you and I discussed a more all all encompassing. Now it, it stays true to our basketball roots uh, with shouting out assembly hall and stuff like that but it it's more of an umbrella theme song when we do have people from other sports in and it's got some melodica mixed in there i mean i i love it i don't know what a melodica is but i'm gonna show you i'm gonna show you oh it's that stupid thing that you blow into and play the (laughs) piano at the same time i love it it's like a children's toy um i love it and i'll tell you what else is great about it Fire whoever you want now. We're not tied to anybody. That's like, right. <laughs> we, 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 we realized our mistake. We tied ourselves to somebody they fired, which meant we had to re-record the theme song. Not anymore. Unless you change the name of the school, we're going to be okay. Well, And we do have a suggestion for that later. We do. But let's get to the big breaking news of today. Good times. They just keep a rolling in Bloomington, Indiana. Holy crap. I mean, today is a great day. We're recording this on Monday. A lot has happened already today. A lot has happened in the last week. Uh, Let's hit the big pressing breaking news that happened today, which is that Indiana lands a four-star top 60 recruit for the class of 2021, six foot four shooting guard, 
Tamar Bates. I mean, to a T, to a T, what we've all been jonesing for, clamoring for, is a guy who can stroke it from the outside. And that's exactly who's coming to town. The one guy Shaka couldn't take with him from Texas to Marquette is coming to Bloomington. And Eric, what did you tell me before we started recording about where his ranking might show up before it's all said and done? Well, again, the great content that you get from pigs.com, mm-hmm. where there was a video within an hour after Tamar Bates committed between Eric Bossy, national recruiting analyst for 247, and our very own creator of pigs.com, Mike Pegram. Eric Bossy was saying when they do the final rankings here, I guess in a couple of weeks or whenever that's over, I guess when the AAU season is over, that Tamar Bates could very well be in the top 35 in the country. Top 35 recruit. You're pushing borderline four or five star there. But he thinks, like, this kid has gone up. A year ago, he was, like, at 100, moved up to 70. Now he's at, like, 60 or 56, depending on which one you you use. But Bossy thinks absolutely within the 30 to 40 range and could be top 35. I mean, this is beyond just a shooter ward. This is a guy who scores at three levels. He gets to the rim. He can get his own shot. He can shoot off the pass. He's got a mid-range game. He's got the three ball. He's a good teammate. I mean, everything you read about this guy is like a dream for Indiana and another alpha male, a guy who is about the right things, both on and off the court, and wants to win above all. And you know one thing I really love about that, how you can tell that? He plays for IMG Academy. He played there last year. Down that in team, Florida. Yeah, down in Florida. They've become like, Bossy said, they're one of the top three high school programs now in the country. Wow. And and they are, they're a prep program. You know, they're sure. basically a college program. They, they're like La Lumiere. Yeah, they tour. They play a national schedule. They've, they are loaded with Division I talent. They have Division I talent on their bench that get division one offers and bossy is saying that this kid many times showed that he was the best player on the team and, and not because he took over the game, but he knows how to play with high level talent. He knows how to let the game come to him. He knows how to help get other guys involved. He's a defensive player. Bossy was saying that he thinks he'll be an all defense, all offensive player in the big 10 and all defensive player in the big 10. That 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 sounds like, that sounds like he's going to be an all big 10 player. It does sound like that. You, well, you know, I, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say that I think we all feel with today's guest who is going to be coming in. Uh, we have Parker Stewart, who we think is going to be able to fill it up from the outside. But losing Armand, we were all still like, yeah, but okay, are we kind of breaking even at the talent level here? Because we all think Armand can be really special by the leap that he made. But now, I feel without reservation, we can say our talent talent level, our shooting ability is going to be greater than it was next year, last year. Uh, um, because it's it's like, okay, you lose one and maybe one or one and a half of these guys make up for what we lost if they end up doing what we hope. But now with three guys who are going to be playing part of the 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 backcourt the four out of the one in yeah okay now i really like our chances and i still just feel like some of the guys on our team are going to be shooting a lot better than they have been because of the environment they're in 
I agree with that. And I'm glad you brought up Armand because to me, and I said this to Rabbi, I said, Rabbi, am I wrong to just think that this kid is a much better version of Armand Franklin? And Rabbi's like, that's absolutely fair. At this point in their yes. development. Yes, yes. Now, yeah. I, I'm not talking about what's going to happen in four years. I don't well, know. Well, I'm Ar even talking about Armand last year was was excellent, right? Like, I mean, that was something where, again, what he did with his game from freshman to sophomore year really belies where he was in the rankings. I, I would say this about Armand. I agree with you for the most part. Armand was terrible at turning the ball over. That was a real problem for him. Uh, his decision-making on the court was not good. His shooting was incredible. His balls were huge. He, at times, played great defense, but at other times played really poor defense. Now, part of it might have been some injuries that, you know, that nicked him up early and he never fully recovered from. That absolutely could have been part of it. But Armand was far from a perfect player. But right. his leap freshman to sophomore year was incredible. And he became the second best player on the team. Now, I would argue that's because the team just wasn't good enough. But, but you're right. But at the same stage, there is no comparison. Tamar is better at every category than Armand was at that category. And I read this. I read that last year, he shot 88% from the free throw line. I mean, hallelujah, hallelujah, Hercules, Hercules. <laughs> I mean, I just think about this, Ward. I don't know if Tamar Bates is going to start, okay? But he's going to play a lot, okay? Xavier Johnson, Parker Stewart, and Tamar Bates are three players who did not play one second for Indiana last year. Those three guys are going to play a lot of minutes for Indiana this year. That's three people out of five that you can play at any time. This team is going to be drastically different, drastically different than what we've seen for the last couple of years. And I am so excited to throw the ball out and just see what that looks like. It is an infusion of talent and multiple pieces that we know will contribute right away that we have not seen. We've had one guy that's come in each year. Now we have multiple guys. And IU and Philly has got us all up to speed with what it takes to make real tournament runs in the Villanova, Villanova model of top 80 guys. And what I think I saw something on the message boards today, now we should have five top 80 guys on the, the squad at the same time, which had not occurred since I think OG and Blackman and Bryant that group so yeah and yogi so so we have now just that caliber of player that's starting to fill out the roster keep in mind woody's been coached for what a month right you know and yes there there is some people coming in uh coming back from from years before but i think that's not only as we're going to see on the message boards everybody's new projections for who the starting five will be probably that started like three hours ago when the announcement came but the reality is whoever's starting they're all practicing together they're all playing against each other in practice 
And that whole idea when we were decimated with injuries a couple seasons ago that you were even losing quality practice time against other good players. Now it's going to be a dogfight every every game. You're going to have a five-on-five out there on the floor in practice that is really high level. So everybody's going to keep making themselves better. And what I was telling you... Oh, sorry. I was going to start making funny faces and see if you noticed. No, I noticed. You looked up right when I did it. I'm, I was uh, trying to look up uh, recruiting rankings. Um, Is that that we're going to... And I forgot what I was going to say because I made a silly <laughs> face and got busted. Oh, I know. Why don't you, why don't you, you know what? I could do it this time. I could do it this time. That this team, these recruits, this coaching staff, and this show all are powered by So good. So good. We are two just grade A idiots. I mean, we are world-class morons. But but people encourage us. Straight no chaser. Last I checked, they're signed by Warner Artists. Like, these guys are no joke. These are internationally known, renowned acapella artists gave this to us. They gave it to us. And the amazing thing is the comments that it got on Twitter and on the message boards we're universal in this statement. Please never let me hear Eric do it again. <laughs> I mean, that no one wants to hear me do it again after that rendition from our friends at Straight No Chaser. Go support them, follow them on Twitter, check out their music, stream it on Spotify, stream it on Apple Music, download it on Amazon Music, buy it at Sam Goody. Well, yeah, that's still a those, thing. Yeah, I think they're right next to Blockbuster. If you can find Blockbuster, the Sam Goody's right next door. Do you remember you Blockbuster know, music? Do I remember it? No. Did that not come to Peru? No. <laughs> there was Blockbuster music stores, and their whole thing, it was a flawed concept from the beginning. Their whole concept when they launched was that you could go into Blockbuster music and tell them which songs you liked from different albums and they would burn the CD for you. Okay. Okay. So that was, that was their original concept before they even opened their first store. All the music labels were like, that's illegal. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say that had to be a hell of a deal. They worked out with all the labels, right? But they they said, you can't do that. <laughs> so then they pivoted and it became a place where you could go in and listen to the album before you bought it. So you okay. would say, I want to hear the new Billy Joel album, because that's what everybody did. Sure. And then you would just go up to a listening station, put on some comfortable headphones, and you could just stay there and listen to the whole thing. So basically what records had been doing from the right. beginning. So, and then it, it went away because, you know, Blockbuster went by the way of the Dodo Bird. All right, there's another big piece of news that's happened in the last week that we need to touch on, but <laughs> I don't want to go too much into it. And that is, we did complete our coaching staff. We did. We're full. And we hired Yasir Rosemond, who 
honestly, at this point, needs no introduction. I think people know where he came from. His most recent stop was he was an assistant at Alabama. Uh, he's been working out guys, uh, I assume, like at a pri- in his private business, uh, high-level guys down in the Atlanta area. And he has completed the coaching staff. All right, so I'm just going to hit it on the head. When his name was floated, I was very critical of it on the Pigs message boards. I did not tweet about it, but I did make several comments that I was bothered by it. And I was bothered because of his connection to the FBI investigation and the stuff that got reported that he was caught on tape as saying in the context of one of the dirtiest guys in the sport, um, providing money to players to, to uh, influence them to go to a certain school. He was not uh, formally investigated, or if he was, nothing came of it. He was not charged with anything by the FBI. All that is absolutely true. It is also true that he has deep ties to a guy that has been, you know, villain A when it comes to the underbelly of college basketball, and that's World Wide West, who has deep ties with Calipari, Kentucky, and Nike. And while while not uh, charged with anything himself, I think it's pretty accepted what Wes's position has been in the world of, let's call it the gray area of college basketball recruiting. He, here's what I want to say about Yasir. I don't know him, never talked to him. I want nothing but the best for Indiana basketball, period. That's all I want. When I heard it, I was bothered because I thought that it was sacrificing some of what we say we are for what we want all want the end goal to be and is it possible that i was wrong and overreacted sure do i take back what i said no i stand by what i put online i felt that at the time uh there's part of me that still feels that way but i don't want to i don't want to be negative about it that indiana has made their decision there are no sanctions against the year there never have been And he is part of Coach Woodson's staff, and I trust Scott Dolson, and I I trust Coach Woody. And I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt, but with this caveat. Uh, We want Yasir to come on the show. And we want to talk to him about the questions that I have, and I know many IU fans have. And there, by the way, there are plenty of IU fans on the Pigs message boards and in the general population that don't give a damn about any of the history of Yasir and think it's all a big nothing. And fair enough. Everybody can have an opinion on this. I had mine. I'd like to explore it with Yasir and get some answers on things with direct questions. And if he comes on the show, that's what we're going to do. But I don't want to spend a bunch of time. uh, I'm not going to poo-poo it and I'm not going to be negative about it because I don't know him. It's the decision that was made. All the comments that I made were before a decision was made. And I want the best for Indiana. And my negativity on him will do no good at this point. It, it would be counterproductive. That said, there's questions I want answered and I'd love to have answered. And if he comes on sure. the show, we'll get answers to him. And here's where I'm at. I'm a man who's made a lot of mistakes in my life. Lots. Uh, and boy, would uh, I be in not a great place if I didn't get second chances from people. Uh, and look, wrong place, wrong time. However that went down, uh, my hope is He's in Bloomington now, and he's got incredible people around him. You know, people we've gotten to know a little bit, some people like Thad Mata, who we don't know at all, but we hope to get to know a little bit, that if there is ever a place 
to show up and have an infrastructure around you, a staff around you to really fulfill your potential, you know, and to to make up for any missteps in the past and to really succeed both as an individual and with a program, he's in the right spot. And I'm with you that whatever, and, and look, there was a lot of blowback when Woody's name started getting floated around as the head coach. And people, and I'm very proud of Hoosier Nation, and you know I'm not on Twitter, but what I've seen on Reddit, where I am some, and certainly on Peegs, is that a lot of it was just about people getting educated with Coach Woodson and really looking at it from a macro view of basketball as a whole and what the NBA means in terms of how good you are, how smart you are, how creative you are, how relatable you are, and how valuable that can be at the collegiate level. But in the case with Yasir, it's something where it doesn't do anybody any good. And, and by what I mean by that is we want Indiana to be as great as possible as a basketball team, as a program, and that now, now we circle the wagons. Okay, we'll, we'll see. We're, we're talking about transfers still maybe coming in or recruits for next year. We'll, we'll see. It's getting pretty full now. But as far as coaching staff goes, everybody's here. Let's circle the wagons. And to, to a point Dane made excessively with the media at his media day is stop picking on this program. And that's got to start you know, with those of us who love the program, like let's not start tearing it down before they've even got a chance to go. So now that the decisions have been made, I think we're all feeling like, great, this is our squad. Let's go. And we're all in this together. And I'm absolutely hopeful and optimistic that these guys working together are going to get us back to where we need to go. And no small reason because of the news that broke today. Great point. I want to make one more point before we get to our guest today that's a really exciting guest, and that's an update on the trustee campaign. How's it going? We are about 40 days from votes counting. That's how far away we are now. And we are collecting a lot of emails at epfortrustee.com. That is the single best way that we can get anybody to be part of this campaign. We need you to go to epfortrustee.com, submit your email at the top, which puts you on our email list, because when June 1st rolls around, we need to activate Hoosier Hysterics Nation to get out the vote. We will include a link for how you vote. Again, it's only open to alumni of Indiana, but... This thing is going to be a race. We got nine people running for two spots, and one of them is the incumbent, and one of them was in the movie Hoosiers. So that's just unfair. That's just unfair. I've got a call to action right now. After you, the listener, have put in your email address at ep4trustee.com, think of one other alum in your life, a a spouse, a, a parent, a grandparent, a friend who has not done that and get them to do it. If you really want to see EP as a trustee, as I do, uh, and I had to work pretty hard to get my wife just to sign the petition. (laughs) (laughs) Just one person, if, if everybody listening does it and gets one other person to do it, that that is a great start and will really allow us to hit the ground running when it's time to start tallying votes. As we get closer, we will be sending out some emails. We also have some great endorsement videos that are 
queued up and ready to go. They are endorsement videos, the likes of which you have never seen in a campaign. But we are running a non-traditional campaign because everything we do at Hoosier Hysterics is non-traditional. But we're having fun with it. We're dead serious about it. Look, we have a new president. We, that's the other big piece of news. New that is. of Indiana named Pamela Witten from Kennesaw State University. Uh, I'll tell you this. There's one thing I don't like about her. I know what it is. Say it. She went to Kentucky. She went to Kentucky. So she's got she's got a lot to answer for, as far as I'm concerned. You want to talk about redemption? She's got some redeeming to do. And in this case, I think she's got a shot because clearly she's in into sports. She traveled to see some of Kennesaw State's games. You know, so I think we're we're talking about a woman with a very different mentality than McRobbie when it comes to sports and whatever Scott might say compared to whatever Rabbi might say about how helpful or not McRobbie was. I think we all know he did not give two shits about sports himself personally, maybe maybe uh, cricket and rugby, but not not really what we're trafficking in in Bloomington. And this this new president, I think, will get invested because it's she's the president of IU. That's actually a bigger deal than being an undergrad at Kentucky. So if if anybody wants to have some pride in sports at her new school, I think it's going to be her. And we wish her the very best. We do. And the president works very closely with the board of trustees to enact the agenda that the president wants to enact. And. The Board of Trustees works closely with the president to get the agenda that the Board of Trustees would like to enact. And as everybody knows, part of that for me, a big part, is making sure that our athletics programs are taken care of. Not that we're like in the conversation as, oh, we're in that upper level of the Big Ten. No, we should be at the top level of the Big Ten, and we should be in the top group nationally. That's how Indiana University should be viewed through its athletic programs, and a lot of that is infrastructure and facilities, and we have to keep pouring gas on that fire. We've done some really good improvements, but there is a lot of work to do, and especially with Indiana football at the precipice of becoming a stable national power, that's what is on the horizon for us if we do things right. With Indiana basketball hopefully turning the corner with Mike Woodson and this new staff, we need to pour gas on that fire and make sure that he's got all the resources and tools. Add in Terry Morin and women's basketball, who is a game away from the final four this year. We want them to stay at that level. And then you add in soccer. Soccer just won their sixth Big Ten title in a row. I mean, it is ridiculous. Six in a row. And the triple-double, three years in a row of the Big Ten Conference Championship and Conference Tournament Championship. So there is one IU team that does well in Big Ten tournaments. There is one. The president is going to be a key piece of that, and you need a board of trustees that pushes the president to continue to understand the importance of that. And that will be a big part of what I do on the board, besides all the other stuff like annoying the hell out of Quinn Buckner, wearing crazy suits to board meetings, and also just being totally transparent on what in the world the wizard is doing behind the curtain at the board of Oz, which is what I like to think of it as. So uh, thank you for everybody who signed up so far, but let's keep going. We got like 40 days before the voting starts. Let's crush this thing. We can do this. You and one person. Your job is to get you and one person to EP for trustee and to give us your email and to donate to the super PAC. Just your email and your uh, 
ATM pin number. Just those two <laughs> things and we'll be off and running. All right, Ward, let's get to today's guest because we don't get to do these very often, but when we do, it's really exciting. It's and really exhilarating. It is exhilarating. It is exciting. It is- uh, Extremely ex cool. Extremely cool. And let's get to it. I was trying to come up with another X word and I couldn't come up with an adjective that worked. You couldn't come up with another example? <laughs> Here comes a guest. Here comes a guest. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we are talking to the future of Indiana basketball. To give you all the details on exactly who that is, is my good friend, Eric. Eric, take it away. Well, I love that I can say this, and I hope I'm right, but I believe he hails from Spotsylvania, Virginia. Is that right? Just say yes or no. Uh, no. Nah. <laughs> oh, it's not right? <laughs> well, is it, are you, but Woodbridge? Yeah, Woodbridge. But not Spotsylvania ever? No, I went to I went to other major school in in uh, Spotsylvania. So oh, okay. So, so, so you did kind of hail from it. All right. So, Spotsyl uh, Woodbridge, Virginia, by way of <laughs> Spotsylvania, he was conference player of the year in high school, first team All State, went to Pittsburgh, where all he did as a freshman was score fifth, average more than fifteen points and four point five assists. The only freshman in the ACC to do that. He led the ACC in assists this last year. He is number fourth in the country this last year in assist percentage. He is the first Pitt player to surpass 750 points and 300 assists as a sophomore. He's, he was ranked number two in scoring at Pitt all time after his sophomore year behind Dewan Blair, pretty good company. Some of these stats weren't updated with his most recent year because I don't have full Pitt statistical background on my phone, so there's that. This last year at Pitt, 14.2 points, 5.7 assists a game, 3.4 rebounds. Also, my favorite statistic, his first two seasons at Pitt, he drew 49 offensive fouls. That's right. This is a dude who likes to take a charge. That's Eric's specialty. It is. That is my, that, that's the only thing I could do on the basketball court. We are talking to the guy who got the recruiting rolling with this new regime at Indiana. We are talking about the transfer from Pitt coming to Bloomington this year. We are talking to Xavier Johnson. And yes, I am smoking a cigar in celebration of you coming to India, Indiana. <laughs> Xavier, how are you? Um, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, just been doing a lot of working out at home and, and just trying trying to get to Indiana. Yeah, man. So, so when does that happen? When do you actually get to go to the greatest city in the world, Bloomington? Uh, I get to go in some, sometime in May. Got it. And do you plan on basically going straight from Pitt right to right to Indiana and be part of? No, like I'm actually I'm at home right now. Oh, you are. I, home. I left right. Pitt. I left Pitt when I when I transferred. Got so. it. And so, do you plan on being in Indiana for like the first summer school session? Yeah, I plan on going to all of them because I'm, I'm I want to get I want to get to know my teammates and, and just get to work. All right. Now, so, let's... did you know? I was going to ask. Did you know? Uh, have you crossed paths with any of your teammates before AAU or anything like that? Nah, I haven't played anybody. Wow. So your connection to Indiana really centers around Kenya Hunter. Is that correct? Uh, majority of it, yes, sir. 
All right, so let's talk about that. When did you first meet Kenya on the recruiting trail back when you were a high school student? Uh, I met Kenya, uh, I think one time it was, it was during the Peace Jam when I was playing with 16, 16 on the AU circuit on the EYBL. And after that, he came to one of my high school workouts. And that's when we, we really like set it off. And after that, he was just, he just kept in contact. And that's when I, after that, I committed my senior year. Can you talk a little bit about what it takes to get somebody to commit to go to Nebraska? I mean, come on, it's Nebraska. But how good is Kenya of a recruiter that he got you to go to Nebraska? Uh, I mean, Kenya's Kenya's a real dude. Uh, he, he's a real down down to earth guy. Uh, he's he's gonna be there for you ups and downs. So uh, that's one thing. And so when you committed to Nebraska, then he left. Obviously, that that staff got you know changed over. How hard was that for you? Like you thought you had your home and, and you thought you had this guy who was your guy. Was that a tough situation for you to deal with? Uh, I mean, no, I, I thought I was a good player. Uh, I can go anywhere where, where, where I desired, to, to be honest. Um, but I mean, I, I shocked a lot of people my freshman year from, from my, my playing ability. And I knew I, I could, I could play, with, play with everybody and I'm a competitor, so. So Kenya is relatively new to Bloomington himself. He came in at the beginning of last season, and we're already starting to see, really in just the last few weeks, how effective he is. Uh, what, in terms of you deciding to come to Bloomington, you said Kenya was part of it. So what were the other factors that went into that decision that made you feel like you had a lot of options? You were one of the hottest guys in the portal in the whole country. What, what were the deciding factors besides Kenya? Uh, I mean, impact. Uh, uh, I mean, I just felt like I could make the biggest impact at at, uh, at, at Indiana, and I felt like I can I can change a lot of, a lot of things with those guys because I mean they were they were uh, they were okay team last year. I think I can make them better. And with, with all the other guys, all the pieces that's coming in as well, uh, I think it'll be a be a, a good team in the Big Ten. So one of the things that has been said about you, besides your your just playing ability, obviously you're a baller. We know that. But the other thing that's been said about you is you are an alpha male, that you are a competitor. You hate the players you're playing against. You hate <laughs> those other teams. It, how how accurate is it for me to say those things about you? Uh, I mean, it's accurate. I don't hate the other team, but it's just I'm, I'm a competitor <laughs> like it is. Uh, if you're not on my team, I'm, I'm, I, feel, I feel bad for you because I, I, all I want to do is win at the end of the day. I love that. So when you were playing for Pitt, you got a lot of hateable teams in that conference. We hate them and we don't even play against them, but I hate Duke. I hate North Carolina. I hate all those guys. Did you uh, adopt some, some red hot hatred for the rivalries that Pitt had in the ACC, like right away? Uh, I mean, I did, uh, uh, honestly. Uh, uh, that's why I got, I had a couple couple of texts. I mean, the texts were just for got me, me talking and, and it was just some, some soft text. And, it was, it was like when one ref told me I couldn't say and one, you only can say it when it's 10,000 people in here. It just didn't make sense to me. So, I mean, I just try to be me, me, be, be myself on the court and off the court. So, I love so have you been told, informed, you'll learn it soon enough, that Purdue is the team we hate more than any other team and they've beat us nine times in a row so we're going to change that this year, right? You know that the hatred's coming in. Uh, are you prepared to now take this on as your chief rival? Uh, I'm prepared for anything, anything thrown at me, to be honest. Uh, I, I think I've been through a lot. And I'm, I think I'm ready, ready for whatever. I love that. So we'll take it. 
tell us, uh, talking about your game a little bit, uh, how would you, if no, if no one had ever seen you play and you had to tell them what kind of player Xavier Johnson is, what would you tell them about your game? Uh, I'm a dog, man. a big, big competitor, big heart, uh, passionate about the game. Uh, he can finish around the rim. He got very athletic. Um, not a good, very consistent shooter, but I mean, that's going to change this year. So and, and that's really it. So how are you going about changing that shooting? What's, what's the summer plan that you have? Maybe the staff has talked to you about to take you to the next level of, of shooting. Uh, I mean, just, just getting up a lot of reps, uh, being consistent, uh, being consistent. Uh, and, and that's really it. Uh, I mean, I've, I've been starting that ever since I've been home. I, I was just wanting to get in the gym, get my shot, shot, shot prepared, been on the ball machine a lot and, and just been shooting a lot for real, for real, till my arms fall off, like what Katie said. <laughs> I like that. Have you been thinking at all about what it's going to be like to throw a bunch of alley-oops to Trace Jackson Davis on the pick and roll in the half court? Uh, it's gonna be a lot. Uh, uh, I told him. I told him we're gonna be lit. Uh, we're gonna be turned. But I told him I'm, I'm all about business. As soon as I stop on camp and stuff, because uh, I really want to win. I really want to get to the tournament. And that's that's a big desire in my heart. Oh, that will endear you to all Hoosier fans. Now, when you're being recruited by not only Kenya but Coach Woodson, are they talking specifically about your skill set, Trace down there, and how that's going to work with the the four and one? Do they get pretty specific how they imagine, uh, as particularly the offensive side of things, going? Uh, no, not really. Uh, I mean, they just talk about uh, us, me being be, me being a leader, uh, it's the being a stepping up, being a leader, point guard, uh, getting the team involved. Uh, just getting breaking, breaking down transition, playing defense. And, and, I mean, it's all everything, making everybody, all my teams around me better. And that's, that's the main thing, not just one person. Now, is it at all weird, Xavier, that you've never been to Bloomington? Like, is it weird to commit to a school that you've never visited? Uh, I mean, yeah, it's weird. Uh, I mean, I sat on a lot of Zooms and it, it just felt weird because I, I was in the, in the, in the in the age where where you can go go visit school or do an official visit, uh, but it, it was different though. Uh, I mean, my boys, one of my best friends from high school, he actually transferred from from my school in my in my in high school to to back to Indiana, and like one of his his cousins and all that go there. So I mean, that was a good thing about it. Oh, so you do have some family connection or some friends who who know Indiana pretty well. Yeah. What did they tell you about the campus of Bloomington or what Indiana is like? And be honest, even if it's not basketball related, we want to hear what they told you. I mean, everything was basketball related. I can't lie okay. to you. Uh, you're saying <laughs> everything, everything's pretty much basketball around here. Uh, they, they're going to love you. Uh, I mean, it's going to be a, a couple of haters, but I mean, you just got to play, play through it. And you know that, they, that you'll be a live player and you'll, you'll probably, you'll, you'll fit there. That's what they basically said. Well, it is a town, Bloomington specifically, that's so in love with the game of basketball. But I'm sure you probably got this a little bit, Zoom tours and stuff like that. Beautiful campus. There's great food. The ladies aren't terrible. You know, there's like a lot of good things going on in Bloomington, even outside Assembly Hall. So it's going to be a wonderful college experience for you. We would like to, instead of just harping on similar questions that you get from a lot of reporters these days, let the fans get to know you a little bit better as a human being. We realize you you are a human being, not just a basketball machine. Oh, how did you find the game of basketball as a kid? How did you fall in love with it and realize you really had a future in it? 
Um, I mean, I, I've always picked up. I picked up basketball like the age of two. And honestly, I just took off with it. Uh, eighth grade, middle school. Uh, I've lost one game in middle school. Uh, middle school uh, in eighth grade, uh, I scored like fifty-six points in the basketball game. And my dad, my family, <laughs> my parents, my parent, my both of my parents thought that it would be best for me to go up, go up north uh, to DC, towards DC to play because that was that was where the best basketball was played at. And went to high school at, at O'Connell, and that's where I found myself with O'Connell. O'Connell, it was like it was hard for me because I mean, I, my freshman year I was on the JV team, uh, sophomore year it, I had a meeting with my uh, my, my the varsity coach, Coach Joe Wooten. And he sat down with me and my dad and he told me, he said, I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't make the make the varsity team. And then that, that was hard for me. And then I mean I was I was just sitting there like, yeah, right, you ain't gonna tell me I ain't gonna make nothing. But <laughs> it was and then that's something me and my dad just got in the gym eight hours a day. Just worked out every day, you know, staying in the gym and I'm just started seeing my game take it off. because yeah, I came back. Started taking a couple of heads off on the, on the team, and, and I started killing a lot of dudes. And it was just, <laughs> he, he was just in shock. So it was just after that, I, I knew basketball was a thing for me, and I knew I loved it. Now, who did you? Were there players in the NBA or college game that you looked up to? I, I would imagine a lot for you has to do with the mentality, because you seem to be a guy who is no nonsense. You wanna, you just wanna roll when you're out there. Um, were there guys that you looked up to in that kind of? Uh, role model status uh like that i know personally or just no 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 just that you like looked at their game that's how i want to play um i mean a lot my favorite player is Kyrie Irving. i I love to watch him finishing around the rim can score to all three levels um another person i I like to watch i like to watch watch russ because he competes on both ends of the floor And, and his attitude reminds me of mine, but uh, I, I want to shoot the ball better than him. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I mean, the, the, those are those are two players I, I really mock a lot. Him and him, Kimba Walker. Uh, it was, it's a lot of dudes I could throw out there. What? When did the offensive fouls start? When did you start drawing charges? I mean, that was a high school thing. Uh, uh, my coach, coach really loved it. Uh, well, he said, anybody who draws charges get to find themselves on the floor a lot. So, I mean, I just told myself, I'm going to sacrifice my body for the team. I mean, it's for a good thing as well. So, I mean, that's the extra possession we have. And, I mean, that's that's when it started for real. Uh, I, I drew a lot of charges in high school. I, can't, I don't even know how many I, I drew. Well, I don't know if he was involved at all with, with the recruiting or if you've had any interaction with him. But Tim Garl is the head trainer at IU. And he has been there since we were born. He is such a treasure to the program, and you're going to find that out. And Eric found that out because he drew a charge at a fantasy camp, which completely exploded his butthole, and Tim Garl took care of it. So I'm sure whatever ends up happening to you won't be as terrible as what happened to Eric. And Tim is one of those guys. These are the guys you need to know who have been around forever. Tim Garl, Don Fisher, and Dr. Larry Rink. Those guys have been around the program for decades. And when you get there and you're with all the teammates and the new coaching staff, for the most part, you'll see those three guys around and start to interact with them. And, and, and you'll start to get an idea of what the family and the history is of this program you're coming into, because it's truly one of the most special places in the country. And man, we're excited. You're a part of it now. I'm excited too. Uh, so Xavier, let's talk a little bit about non-basketball stuff. 
when you were a kid, younger kid, because you're still a kid, because we're much older than you. But when you were a young kid, what were you into besides basketball? Were you into comic books? Were you into superhero movies, music? Like, what's your thing? Uh, I mean, I play video games a lot. Uh, and uh, another other sport I really played was football. Uh, okay. Always when I was out, I played football. Uh, uh, I like to go to the pool. I mean, the main thing I really did as a kid was go to the gym a lot. So I can't lie about that. I love that. But when you were playing video games, what video game, like what's your favorite video game of all time? Uh, my favorite video game of all time It's probably Call of Duty. I ain't gonna lie, because I still play it to this day. And how competitive are you in Call of Duty? I would imagine you're not messing around. Like, you want to roll that, too. I'm competitive. I mean, I talked to a couple guys on the team, like Trace, Trace, Anthony, Lil, and Race. I played with them already. Um, oh. Well, I ain't played with Trace yet, but I played with Anthony Anthony and Race, and I told him I'll, I was, I'll probably be the best player on the team in Call of Duty, so <laughs> I mean, nobody is starting. <laughs> and is there anything else in the rotation right now with the video games? No, nah, I don't really, because I'm, I'm waiting to get the PS5, so I can't play 2K until I get the PS5. Got it, got it. And what about uh, food? Are you a pizza guy? Are you a pasta guy? What are you? Sushi guy. Sushi? Ooh. And yeah. do you have a specific like role that you like, or is it all of it you like? Uh, I like everything. I can't do do like the the real raw like meats and stuff, but I I, I do like the rice and uh, I like the every, everything pretty much besides like, like a couple pieces. What about the seaweed salad? You go with the seaweed salad? No, no, no. We don't oh. do that. Oh. <laughs> so good. It's so good. It's how I start every sushi meal. Though we don't really have a good sushi place in Bloomington to recommend. Maybe one of the the listeners can chime in with that on Twitter afterwards. Yeah, what about music? Are you into music? Yeah, I listen, I listen to a lot of rock. Uh, I mean, a lot of a lot of rap, excuse me. Um, a little Baby, a little Dirk. Uh, I don't know if y'all know none of them, but... Hey, 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 wait a minute. We know Lil Baby and Lil Dirk. <laughs> don't be looking at us and don't be profiling us. We know who these guys are, Xavier. Come on now. Come on now. What about, what about Lil Yachty? You like Lil Yachty? Nah. No. <laughs> damn, damn, I really tried to Wait. be cool there. Okay, but to test your old school knowledge, you see your your coach is on here, right? I'm sure you've seen this. You you're familiar what this is from, right? Yeah, that's that's a uh, biggie. All right. <laughs> right. Okay. All right. Cause that that's that's your talk at our wheelhouse there, right? <laughs> what is your what's your opinion on Billy Joel? Joe, Billy Joe. I don't know who that is. Oh, good, man. good man. Good man. That's, you that's just as well. <laughs> so um, you talked about Trace, Race, Anthony. Uh, there is a kid on the team that we did not get to see last year. He was a transfer who crossed paths at Pitt, I think the year before you got there, Parker Stewart. Mm -hmm. Do you know Parker at all? Was there any cross? Yeah, yeah I, know, I know Parker. Man, we had his talks. Uh... Yeah, I've had our talks, and you know, we just talked about, man, we just trying to get to the tournament, man. That's all we got to do. You got to get to that tournament. He said that's one of his goals. That's his main goal. And I'm pretty sure that's everybody's main goal on the team, so. And can you tell us a little bit about what it was like when you got – I assume you did a Zoom with Coach Woody also. Uh, what was it like meeting him, and what was he like on the call? We don't get a sense of what he is like on a recruiting call. What is Coach Woody like on those when you got to meet him? I mean, he's a real dude. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna lie to you. He's very professional, and and that's that's what I got from him. Uh, my dad asked him a couple of difficult questions, and he he, he answered them uh, with with truthfulness. And you know, I can't can't lie, he's a real 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 down to earth dude. 
And so when you're saying down to earth, he's not pretentious, he's not a used car salesman. Was he also being straight with you about what he wanted you to get better at and, and kind of giving you some tough love as far as th this is what we need to work on? Yeah, yeah. You know I mean, the first, one of the first questions he asked was, are you ready, ready to, uh, he, he said, are you, you, do you think you're ready for the NBA? And I told him no. And he said, he said, good answer. And he said, he said, I will help you polish your game and get to the next level because that's where I've been for the last 30 plus years. And that's love, meaningful, right? Like when you yeah, hear that, that from that's, a guy. Yeah, that's very that's very meaningful because I, I want somebody, I want somebody to tell me, tell me what I do good, but at the same time, I want somebody to tell me what, what I don't do, do good do as well. So, well, and and Coach Woody, we love him. He's an IU legend. We've been so proud of what he's accomplished in the NBA. But when we we have this new coach and we really don't know exactly how he's going to operate, we instantly go to he's got something to offer recruits, whether they be in high school or transfers like yourself uh, with that NBA experience. It, is that really, truly exceptional? Because you've been recruited a couple times now, both coming out of high school and, and then coming through the portal. Are there really any other coaches out there who have that? kind of pitch that that you came across or, or does IU really have something unique in Woody in that way? I mean well, I came across a couple of teams I, I, I ain't gonna lie to you uh, like St. Joe's coach I, I liked him a lot uh, he's a real down to earth dude as well because uh, uh, he, he I think he coached he coached in the NBA as well so but he wasn't a, a head coach at, at the same time but he, I mean his resume is, is about the same well not probably not even close because he was an assistant coach right. when he was, was a head coach, but I mean, he coached in the league too. He told me he could, he could help me as well. So, and I, and I believed him as well. Uh, I mean, those are the only two coaches, him and, well, actually Houston too, Houston coach too, honestly. Um, and I mean, I, I got recruited by, by, by good, good teams as well, but I just felt like the best, the best, the best option for me was as Indiana. Just so you know, and, and we do not expect you to know this, but we hate the Houston coach. <laughs> Okay, you just need to know that. Like, that's something that you just need to internalize. We hate, here's the key for Indiana. We hate everyone that's not us. Okay, <laughs> They're all worse than us. We're better than them all. We have to hate them, but we do hate Purdue and Kentucky worse than everybody. Okay, so I do want to ask you, look, you've been playing high, high level basketball for the last several years. I mean, you're in the ACC. You're playing against some of the best teams in the country every every night, you know, that, that you're out there. What is your personal favorite memory that you have from your first few years playing college basketball? Is there one memory that sticks out at your time at Pitt? I mean, it's probably my freshman year. Uh, I mean, no expectations for us. Uh, I had my buddy, my one of my best friends, Trevor Gowans, and, and Dee Tony on the team as well. Uh, I mean, we were just a team that wasn't supposed to win a game. And we, we beat um, Louisville and we beat Florida State at home. And it was just crazy. And I think Trey had 30. I think I had 20 and 10. Wow. Uh, I forgot what D did, but everybody played, played pretty well. Uh, that's probably one, one of my best memories. What do you like the best on the basketball court? Do you get more of a joy from hitting an open shot or, or nailing a big shot? Or do you love dropping a dime and somebody just making like, you know, an alley-oop to a, a player that you see coming and no one else did. What gets you more going on the basketball court? Made shot? Or uh, 
what gets me going is, is when seeing another team do seeing another teammate do something well. Uh, like getting a dunk, me passing it to him, making a three. I mean, I'm encouraging him to, to do more. But I mean, those are things that get me going as well. Now, are you a purely lead by example guy, or are you a vocal guy too? Will you talk to your teammates if they're if they're not bringing their their full effort? No, I, I mean I'll, I'll say something, but I, I mean I probably say it in the wrong way because I'm a competitor at the end of the day. I like to yell. Uh, I, mean, I just want to win, but I mean I'm a lead by example type of guy. My AAU coach can, I mean AAU and and a high school coach can vouch for me for that. Now. You did get a couple technicals in your time at Pittsburgh that I read about. Now, that just made me like you more, to be honest with you, because I like that fire. But how hard is it when you're out there to contain the competitive spirit and emotion that you have? And is that something that you've had to work on throughout your years? Uh, I mean, not really. I mean, I mean, I said um, I had I think I had like three texts this year. Uh, from probably four, man. I wasn't, it wasn't really, really much that, as everybody was saying. Uh, but I mean, I had one tech for because the team I, I seen it, the uh, the opponent do something to my. We had a little seventeen year old on our team, and he did. He slapped across his face, and I went over there and said, "Yo, don't do that." And they teched me up for that. And I I, I shot a three. The uh, the opponent said that that's off, and I made it. And I said. I said it's up, and it was just—it was just crazy. I mean, a lot of wrestlers, they had—they had, they had a profile against me, uh, but right. I mean, I, I'm willing to change change it, so because uh, I don't want to keep getting called for this the the, the little tiggy tack. Because we do love this, yeah. Be careful because it's like Draymond, right? He's the classic example of a guy who he gets a lot of text, but that's also kind of the the fuel that makes him such a great player. So I know it's 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 part of, you know, maturing into what eventually will be a professional basketball player where like, how do you ride that line? And look, when there's 17,000 of us inside Assembly Hall making a lot of noise, you'll probably get away with a little bit more of that. So that that's that's cool. Now we are thinking about um, Big Ten style of play, right? It's it's a little bit more of a rough and tumble league. We have all these narratives that we're watching other conferences in the tournament, and we're kind of like, well, the Big Ten's a lot more rough and tumble. Is that something you're aware of? You seem like somebody who can thrive in that. Is that factoring into your thinking of how you're gonna attack teams next year? Uh, I mean. I mean, over the past past four, three years, I mean, I played. I think we played against Iowa. We played against who else? We played. We played against Rutgers. Played against Northwestern twice. I mean, yeah, we played. We played a couple of Big Ten teams. So I mean, like, I, I think I played pretty well in all those games, and I just feel like I'm I'm ready for the Big Ten. Do you have a nickname? Uh, X. People just call you X. Yes, sir. I mean that is that that is the coolest nickname you could possibly have. I mean just X. I mean that's crazy. Who, where did that start? Uh, I mean this has really been a part of my name. Uh, I told you because people don't really know how to say Xavier at first, so I just said X. But I just called me X. I have to be honest. When we first heard about you, we debated: is it Xavier or is it Xavier? It is Xavier, right? Yes, sir. All right, but we're can we call you X? Yeah, everybody can call me X. Oh, I love that. I mean, the signs that are going to go up in Assembly Hall. Oh, and and on our previous show, we were all excited with the news of your arrival, and we were talking, wow, we're excited, we're exhilarated. So all the cheese, all the cheese is going to come out with that nickname, and, and it is great. Have they told you, are they expecting full 
games in the fall or are they not even thinking that full ahead? I mean, I, I really don't know. I mean, I, 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 I don't know, but I, I think everything's going to probably possibly be back to normal, I guess. So uh, give me your favorite movie of all time. Favorite movie? I mean, I got to I mean, it's probably Bad Boys, probably all three three movies. So I, mean, three? I, I love watching that. Yeah, all three. Second one's the best. Second one's the best. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I like the third one too because the third oh, one he right. found out he had a son, so I like that's that true. one too. That's good. Favorite TV show of all time? Or TV show? I like All American, and 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 oh, what's the show called? Ghost. I like I like that one. Wow, I don't okay. even know. I don't think it's is it called Ghost. Yeah, it's called Ghost. All okay, right. now, now, growing up when we did, this was everybody's favorite basketball movie. But we have we have noticed it's fallen out of the rotation a little bit. But have you at least seen Hoosiers? Have I seen Hoosiers? Hoosiers, the movie Hoosiers with Gene Hackman. No, I haven't. I haven't. Oh boy! I mean, all right, all right. We got some homework. Yeah, that that's <laughs> you just you need to have the reference. You got to watch the movie Hoosiers. It is the best sports movie ever made. And it's about what basketball means in Indiana. It's about a, it's a fictionalized story about a real high school team that won the state championship in Indiana way back when, but it just is about how much basketball means to the people of Indiana. And that is what I am most excited for you to get a sense of, because let's be honest, Pittsburgh, they care about steel. They care about rivers. You know, they, they, they don't, they don't know from basketball. Now you are from the DMV and the DMV has good basketball. What about Vic? Have you talked to Victor Oladipo about what it means to be a DMV guy coming into Bloomington? Uh, I mean, I, I, I gave him a couple of texts, uh, told, told him my, my decision was going to IU. Uh, he told me, he said, he said, cause I told him one of my main goals was trying to get to the next level as well. So I mean, he just told me, he said, just be, have confidence in your work. Uh, I know you, I know you work out a lot and just have confidence from, get your confidence from your work and, and just, just play, play your game. And that, that's the main thing I took from him. Awesome. Well, listen, X, we could not be more excited to have you come into Bloomington. Everything we've watched about you, everything we've read about you, everything we've been told about you. You are exactly the kind of player that we love. We love, as you say, a dog out there. And we need that. And we're going to support you like hell. And we just can't wait for you to arrive in Bloomington and put this team on your back. And let's just start moving forward because we're thirsty for it. Thirsty. I'm thirsty too. I think the whole team is too, honestly. We wish you the best of luck. Uh, we'll be back there as soon as we can to root you guys on and just have, have fun with the summer. And uh, uh, Bloomington summers are a damn good time. So you'll be fine there. <laughs> I appreciate it. All right, X, be good, man. All right, thank you. Thanks for Bye-bye. having me. That was a guest. That was a guest. That is a no-nonsense dude, right? That dude is a badass. That is a bad MF right yeah. there. Still, like, friendly, right? But good like smile. Great yep, smile. Yep, yep. That's in there. But you can tell the default mode is I am going to destroy what is ever in my path. Yeah. And and he's just about basketball, right? Like, I mean, oh. eight hours a day with his dad in the gym because he was told he wasn't going to make varsity. Like, my God, I didn't do anything for eight hours except sleep when I was in high school. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this yeah. is amazing. It's just 
everything you'd read about everything we'd seen in highlight reels because i haven't watched any full pittsburgh games it's like that that is a guy who is is locked in and just just to hear how much he wants to win like how much he wants to get to the ncaa tournament like him and trace are talking about it that their priorities ultimately are the same as ours it's it's just because when you think in this day and age of kids wanting to get to the next level and clearly xavier does but that's he's not sitting here saying yeah and this is how i need to work on this part of my game and this part on my game and and that's what coach woody told me to play in the nba it, it was like of course that's part of the conversation and the exchange with vic as well but clearly without any prompting from us it was like about winning and and for him for making an impact and that to spend that many hours in the gym every day uh it's it's clearly he is completely committed and i think already we we have a lot of guys in the program who who are gym rats i think we started feeling that more in the last year or so but for a guy to come in who's in that mode that anybody who was thinking about taking the day off if you see x going into the gym and you were going to just hit the pool for for an hour you're probably going to think twice about it and look, i mean x not x man not x factor just x. x i mean you you don't need anything else just x yeah i mean look this team since yogi you know i mean yogi was probably the last alpha alpha that we had on the team who just like was a warrior and yogi even took a while to to you know find his way into being the leader of the team because it wasn't his natural inclination he was much more just like the point guard like go out and play and be the point guard but and we you know i was going to reveal something that we talked about so i think it's been a long time too long i mean almost over five years since we've had a guy that really could just grab the team and you just know, like, he's going to be out there. And I'm telling you, drawing 49 charges your first two years in college basketball is a big deal. That's crazy. I it feel is. like a five or ten is good for one player in a season. I know, man. 49 his first two seasons. So it's like 49 out of, like, 65 games. Like, it's crazy. But it shows a toughness that he has it shows a willingness to sacrifice his body it 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 shows a commitment to helping the team and not like the glory of myself because a charge is a thankless task because you could get hurt and he's willing to do that and basically be the best player on his team also that is a good place to be Right, because that's the domain of guys like you and me. Like, I need to justify being out here however I can. Yeah. Let me take these charges. When you're the worst player on the team, that's when you draw charges. Yep, let me set some screens and draw some charges. What I like also is even sort of having him in, let's say, for sure this year, maybe two, but for sure this year, when you look at Christian, who, yes, sort of pretty skinny, kind of kind of it was all overwhelming for christian uh, to a certain degree this last season and for him to be able to see somebody playing the same position uh you know similar body type length 
kind of things like that and say like that's where i need to get to both mentally and physically to make a real impact at that level that could start helping christian this summer and we could start seeing the results of that on the court next year and unless christian takes a crazy leap you know if x takes off after this year for the nba christian's there ready to step up right into that role and i think that's really exciting a guy like this can set an example an example, not just for the team this year, but for the players who are going to be around two, three years from now. And we've talked so much about establishing an identity. Who are we? What do we stand for? What is the thing we can hang our hat on? This dude is tough and like singular minded, you know, like that, that's going to be our identity. It seems like that's what Kenya has been recruiting. It seems like that's what Coach Woody wants to get back to about Indiana. I love this idea. Now we've heard it from Trace, who said, here are the things, you know, that Woody said to him, these are the things you need to work on, and told him the things he didn't want to hear. And now we hear it from X, where he's like, yeah, man, he's a real dude. He told me, do you think you're ready for the NBA? No, I don't. Good answer. Like, well, there- I mean, that's good to hear. Yeah, well, and I did read one article. I don't know if it was Rabby or Bossy. Somebody was, it was in the early moments of his commitment where he came in with a class of, of, of guys who were already in the NBA. And he felt, you know, rankings wise and how he was starting to play as a freshman, like he was, he was going to be in that, that class sort of swept up to the NBA after a year. And when it didn't come, come to pass and he had to reevaluate like, okay, where am I really? And now what do I have to do if I don't have these just preternatural gifts that have been given to me? Yeah, 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 yeah. I said it. I said it. Hopefully I pronounced it correctly. Preternatural. Yeah. Um, he's got to work a little bit harder. He's got to be even more committed than somebody that just came out of the womb that way. And I think that's, a, again, a great example and somebody who's being built for the long term, because when that didn't happen for him right away, he didn't give up or feel sorry for himself. He recommitted to himself. And even here, a couple years later, he's got a guy who knows in Coach Woody that, you know, he can't bullshit with anyway, and they're both really real about it. So it it makes you optimistic for what they're going to do on the court next year, but also for this kid's future going down the road, because let, let's be honest, the more Woody can start to point to the guys who came through Bloomington under his guidance and made it to the next level, because that's what Cal has, or some of these other guys have, we don't yet like, well, I know what you do at this level to get to that level. And clearly it's not going to be an issue for Woody, but the more, the more ammo he has in future years, the better off we'll be. I, I gotta say, it is shocking he hasn't even heard of Hoosiers. I mean, it's just unbelievable. It's like we're just in a new age. We are in, we just gotta get our minds wrapped around that like we are so old. Yeah. I mean, we are just so old. He looked at us like we were 84, we were Waldorf and Stadler from the Muppet. <laughs> That's that's how he looked at us, man. Like we are not. But, cool. but you look like them from the end of coming to America. <laughs> we are not. And he gives them the money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we are not. Um, we are not cool by any stretch. We are not relevant. I feel dorkier the younger the guest is. It it is, 
it is and they, they, he didn't even have to say anything he just looks at us and we know like we got no business talking to this guy i'm sorry I, mean, and I thought i thought i was so cool to throw out Lil yachty and he looked at me like i was just what are you doing just take your little yachty and stick it straight with <laughs> i mean it was uh but, but, but I, still, I, the the Hoosiers thing. There's like what five good basketball movies ever that that. What you, would you say are the five good basketball movies ever? I mean, Hoosiers is in a class by itself. Correct. Blue Chips, Love of the Game. Um. Uh. Uh. What's the road one? Um. Glory Road. Yeah, I never. I I actually never watched it. Oh, uh, I don't really like it. Yeah. Know. Well, okay, let's just say then there's just five oh uh five basketball games. And period, we love blue made. chips, but it's not a great movie. No, it's not a great movie. Not I mean, at all. That, that, we we have a lot of personal reasons for that, a lot Teen of nostalgia. Wolf. Teen Wolf is a good basketball movie. That's true. Again, I watched that pretty recently. Actually, not a great movie. I love I watched it recently too, and I will stand by Teen Wolf. <laughs> and now look, the basketball sequences are brutal, but that, they are so <laughs> funny they those basketball sequences are no better than like when saved by the bell would do a basketball <laughs> yeah. sequence right yes like, then yes. then there was a i'm trying to think of other basketball movies high school musical had a a pretty smoking basketball number got to get your head in the game got to get your head in the game now when you said love which is the one that um ray allen was in um yeah that's the uh um was that love of the game the love of the game okay yeah that's pretty good are you sure? It's. I mean, look. Even that, I haven't seen that for what. Are you looking it up? I'm going to. I thought the one that he was in just had like was the name of a player, or something. Hoop Dreams is a great basketball. Yes, movie. that's the doc. That's the in doc. part produced by Ray Cronkey of Indiana University, a wonderful oh. professor. Was I didn't an know associate that. producer. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That. That's a great movie. But you gotta oh, look for the, wait for the love of the game is the Kevin Costner baseball movie. <laughs> Ray Allen movie. What's that one? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh boy. Come on. Because this just uh he got game. He got yeah. game is a good movie. Yes, yes. I did. Oh, I don't oh, remember. Oh, wait a minute. We're missing one. White men can't jump is a great basketball movie. Great call. That's a great call. White Men Can't Jump is a sensational movie. And the basketball sequences are awesome. Yes. No, a great performances. You know, it is it is one thing of of looking at okay. Wait, back to the point real quick of that. How when you're just around coaches who are our age, even you know, anybody whose life has been completely immersed in basketball for yes he's he's only you know 20 21 years old but how did not it at least get mentioned I, I, dude we're in a bubble we're old and we're in a, a hoosier bubble because like, i get i get why he's never heard of billy joel fair enough <laughs> fair enough wait i'm gonna throw another basketball movie out at you okay semi-pro oh yeah 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 come on that's i mean good, i'll I, watch anything will ferrell's in coach carter Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, he also named TV shows I've never heard of. Yeah, that that's where I went. Like I do in Reasonable Rabbit, and I'm just like, mm-hmm, mm -hmm. yes, sure, yes. Sure. But I mean, look, we're we're in 
the film and television industry and we can't keep track of it. It's such a proliferation of content that no wonder poor beloved Hoosiers has been buried underneath the YouTube age. I mean, look, we just got to tell Kenya, it's like team movie night, night one. Get these guys in and show them Hoosiers and then show them the air up there. I mean, just those two. I do, I do wonder how much resonance there is for a kid who, who grew up on the DMV to watch a bunch of skinny white kids in a small Indiana town do well at basketball. Like, d- will, will it resonate? Yes, I think it helps give you a history lesson of why the whole state from, from little, little towns to big cities are fanatical about it. But I do wonder how much of a, a connection there is. It's such a different experience that even for us growing up, it was like, that was 30 years ago. Holy shit, that was right. ancient history. And now that's a movie based on something over like almost 70 years ago. That's like watching a Civil War documentary. Uh, it's like uh, it's like uh, they watch it, kids today watch it, and they root for the Indianapolis team at the end. I could see that. I mean, I could see that. Yeah, we are just totally disconnected from what is cool and relevant and what's going on in these kids' lives. But one thing remains, and that's Indiana still matters. Mike Woodson matters. And hearing this kid talk about how he's a real dude who is in the NBA for the last 30 years, we are seeing the, we're reaping the rewards of what we thought that pitch was. That's what we all kind of hung our hat on when we when we made the decision on Woody, right? Was that this guy is going to be able to relate to these kids because all they want is to get to the NBA. And he's not just glad handing them, yeah, I'll get you the NBA. He's saying, you ain't ready yet. And I can help you polish your game and get you there if the, if you're willing to put in the work. And I love, I love that that Xavier X, if you will, said things like, "When I get there, it's all business." I told Trace, "When I get there, it's all business." I mean, and he's getting there for the first summer school session. Yeah, he'll be there and, all summer. Awesome. I mean, you think about the bonding that they can do, the open gyms that they can play, the work with Cliff Marshall that they'll be able to do. And you have enough guys who have been through it, you know, as far as like work regimen, like workout, where to go. Like the learning curve is going to be less. And granted, they're all going to have to learn from scratch because it's a new regime. But I just like that the 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 comfort of knowing that they're walking into guys like race and trace that are th- and rob that they're there they can show them where things are at and how things work in indiana and probably show them the movie hoosiers like i like that there are those things in play. that that's on leal leal's got to make that happen fair enough he's like i'm the bloomington kid you know i'm i'm gonna show you why old people talk about this did and- i ever tell you my story about hoosiers i don't think so when Hoosiers came out, which was 1987, right? Correct. I was in the next year, I was in a middle school, junior high class communications where we had to do uh, public speaking. And I gave a speech on the movie uh, Hoosiers and, and its connection to Milan and the whole history of it. Milan. Milan. Sorry. Let me do that it's, again. It's, it's not in Italy. Let me do that again. <laughs> Let me do that again. Cut that shit out. Well, then I get to get rid of he got uh, uh, for the love of the game. <laughs> yeah, but I'm running for trustee. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, 
So I did a whole speech about the movie Hoosiers and its connection to Milan and what that all meant for the state and how important basketball is. And I give the speech, crushed it, of course. Sure. And the, and the guy says to me, the teacher says afterwards, well done, but I'm disappointed that you did not discuss how the Gene Hackman role in the movie Hoosiers is based on Bobby Knight. And I go, well, it's not. He's not Bobby Knight. This was a real story. Now, yes, they took liberties with the coach, but this guy that was like, you know, down on his luck because of some previous bad experience, like really like a Woody Hayes experience, really more than anything in the Mm -hmm. movie, that has nothing to do with Bobby Knight. And the guy's like, I'm sorry, but you're just incorrect on this. And I was livid. So I went home and told my dad and my dad's like, well, this guy's an idiot. And my dad wrote a letter to tell him he was an idiot. He told him like he wrote a letter to just like, listen, I grew up in Indiana. I was there when Milan won. I know this story. Bobby Knight has nothing to do with this story. You are conflating two things. And I handed that letter to that professor. I've never been more proud of anything in my life. <laughs> but that guy, he never said a word to me. He never acknowledged that he was wrong. You just said, excuse me, sir. I think you're speaking of the character in a movie that hasn't been made yet that's going to be portrayed by Nick Nolte. Hmm. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, yeah, because yeah, that, that, that's my that clearly was. That's good. No, that's great. You you uh, uh, have were, were already using Indiana basketball to fuel your your work if you will will from a very young age and it's it's just something where to and correct me if i'm wrong but growing up outside of indiana that and as x did but certainly you did of that generation it gives you an idea oh it's not just iu and bobby knight it, it, and I'm sure your dad had already talked to you about this, but yeah. you got a feel of those small town gyms and the small town fanaticism that ultimately feeds into Bloomington. Yeah, I never remember not having that appreciation because of my dad growing up. And he used to tell me about how hard it was to get tickets to sectional games and you'd be part of a lottery. And then if you, you know, semi-state and all that stuff, like how he and his parents who were immigrants from Poland, you know, that they, they, they got into basketball because they just swept up into it. Couldn't speak a word of English, but we're going to basketball games. So it, I never remember the two being separated, but also when we grew up, I, I, look, St. Louis is not far from Indiana. You're four hours away. So you sure. are in this Midwest thing. But Bobby Knight was the single biggest figure in the sport. For I mean, sure. It is, it is hard to describe. I mean, to Michael, Michael Jordan was well, like. I'm talking about in the college basketball sport. Oh, okay. Not basketball overall. Of course, Michael Jordan was taking on a different li- a life of his own in the late 80s. But in college basketball, there was no bigger figure than Bobby Knight. And it was not close at that time. Like when Wooden retired, you know, Wooden obviously left a huge mark. But Rupp was gone. Wooden was gone. Coach K wasn't anything yet. Roy Williams wasn't anything. Dean Smith was a big name. But But he he, wasn't a big personality. He wasn't a big personality. It is hard to explain to people today how big of a figure Bobby Knight was in the college basketball world. He was just, 
he was the singular star in the world of college basketball in a way that no one has replicated since. I, I remember so distinctly going over to the drugstore, which at that time I think was called Hooks, which was right across the, the big street from my house. I'd, I'd run across the field over Broadway, down into the Broadway Plaza, go into Hooks to buy a Sports Illustrated. Before I got a subscription for my birthday, I would go buy them individually. And it was during the 87 run where it was night court. And there yes. was Bobby in the red sweater just yelling. And it's like, there he was. And at the time, Sports Illustrated was, was everything in sports. And he was right there where, yeah, we did take it for granted that our coach was the main attraction in all the land. And we were the center of the college basketball world. I mean, we were from, and he did things outside of Indiana that helped lead to that. He was the head coach of the 1984 Olympic basketball team, the last team ever in American history to win the gold with amateurs. Mm -hmm. The last one. And Michael really, Jordan was on that team. Really good amateurs. <laughs> really good amateurs, but amateurs. Charles Barkley was cut for that team. Steve Alford started on that team. You know, like that... He did that in between the 81 and 87 championship, he, which, which elevated him to another level. I mean, he was just, John Feinstein wanted to write a book about college basketball. He writes it about Bobby Knight. Like there, there are, it is just hard to explain how big he was at his peak to anybody today because there is not a comp. Like you could say, you know how popular Calipari is? You know how popular Coach K is? Multiply it by like 20 as far as their singular impact on the game. That's how big he was. Yeah, because it is kind of spread out now between six or seven of those guys who have been around for a long time at a high level, but but none of them is the singular figure in the sport like he was. And it, and I don't know authority. how. What? You know what I mean? And the moral authority. Now, I know people are going to get well, worked up about. In, in one particular, I'm in just the idea of running a clean program. I'm just talking about basketball. I'm not talking about some of the other shenanigans, but right. I'm just talking about in basketball, he was considered the moral authority for how a program should be run within the rules and yep. how they were still student athletes. Like that, that's kind of what I meant. I'm not, I, I understand the, the extracurricular stuff, but he was everything wrapped up into one at a time where college basketball was changing and shifting to this new you know, shoe companies, AAU, it was all changing. And he was still this like North star, like this is how you can do it and do it at the highest possible level. Which leads to the question, when is the Bob Knight statue being unveiled in assembly hall? Surely it's been commissioned by now. It's got to be there and it's got to be there quickly in my opinion, because I would sure like for him to be there for the unveiling. It's a great question. Look, in the past, the reason there's no statue and not even with the 76 or 81 or 87 team is because he didn't want it. Mm -hmm. um, but clearly things have thawed a little bit. You know, he returned to Assembly Hall. A lot now, bit. Know, oh, yeah. And now his protege and one, one of his guys is running the program and has committed to rebuilding the past. So if that's ever going to happen, it's going to happen now. The real question is like, you know, the court is Branch McCracken court. They can't change that. They shouldn't change that, in my opinion. It's now the Simon Scott Assembly Hall. 
like, you know, what do you do to commemorate and memorialize Bob Knight in a way that he should be? What would you say? I got it. Bob Knight University. (laughs) (laughs) And hey, I'll bring it up in the first trustee meeting. Uh, well, yeah. this has been super fun. Another really fun, uh, great week for Indiana basketball. Great beginning of the week. Who knows what's going to happen later in the week, but it is good times so far and getting getting a, an idea of who's going to be in that locker room with some of these other players we already know and love. Uh, I like I like him into the mix and the fact that they're already playing some call of duty together and that that in the day and age we live in, they might not have heard of the movie Hoosiers, but they can already start to build a rapport and some chemistry from a thousand miles away. I'm with you, man. I, I love everything I heard about him. Kenya had told us like this dude's an alpha male. He's, he's just about winning. He's a dog. He's a dog. He calls himself a dog. When you're a, when you call yourself a dog, you're a scary dude. And he does have a great smile that like softens everything, but you can tell like when he gets out there, like he said, I feel sorry if you're not my teammate. And I love that one of the technicals he got was because somebody said something to his teammate. Yeah. You know, and, and I love that when we ask him, what's your favorite thing on the court, he's not like hitting an open three, you know, uh, up and under move, you know, finishing an and one. It's when I get my teammate to do something, an alley-oop or hit him with the three. He's like, that's what I like. My God, we got a good one. And things are really looking up. Uh, follow, like us on, follow us on Twitter. Where? Um, at Hoosier Hysterics. Um, no E or I in in the hysterics. Do it again. I mean, do it again. I mean, what are you stumbling over this for? Like, do that again. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, at Hoosier Hysterics. No E or I. I mean, what's going on here? You got to yeah, take three. Take three. And you're keeping take one and two in. Take three. I honestly don't know if I know the right way to say for it. The, you say at, follow us at Hoosier Hysterics for the hysterics. No E, no I. I've only said it 125 times. And you know how many times I've listened to you say it? <laughs> All right, do it. Follow us at Hoosier Hysterics in the hysterics, uh, the E and the I. But... What? What do you mean by <laughs> E and the I? All right, I'll do it. Follow us on Twitter at Hoosier Hysterics for the hysterics. No E, no I. But the the sometimes sometimes S. (laughs) (laughs) From the halls of assembly, you'll hear us scream and shout. Our love of Indiana is manic and devout. Everything I do, we discuss in unique manner. We won't be satisfied until we hang another banner. Us two goofy guys go by names of Warden Eric. And as you probably know, 